0: welcome to the whole equestrian podcast
1: we're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness
0: discussing topics related to mindset fitness nutrition and community
1: our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses
0: i'm emily hamill a four-star level eventer dedicated practitioner of yoga pilates and meditation personal development enthusiast and plant strong athlete and i am here in beautiful aiken south carolina
1: And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom and a mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. I'm a practitioner of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I am also currently a doctoral student. I am in Ocala, Florida, where it has been sunny, but it hasn't been so warm.
0: Well, I'm kind of happy to hear that, because it has also not been very warm here, and I was like, Oh, aching, but is not even warm, so I'm not feeling so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had one really nice day where it got up to 70, but, I mean, I'm not going to complain, because anything's better than the bitter cold of Pennsylvania right now, but, I mean, it was definitely, like, 34 last night, and I was wearing a jacket all day today.
0: Yeah that's kind of been what it's been like here so but no complaining we are in warmer climates than some of our listeners so
1: yeah just not having to deal with like frozen water troughs has been amazing
0: yeah that is very helpful so anyway if you haven't listened to the podcast before welcome and if you have welcome back As we said in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses, and we do this by discussing topics related to our four pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. In our main episodes, which we release one a month, we talk about goal setting, books, 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 the main topic, listener questions, and actionable advice. We've also released a few guest episodes, so be sure to check those out.
1: Alright guys, so welcome to this edition of the Whole Equestrian Podcast. This is our first episode of 2021 and we just wanted to take a second to talk a little bit about our Striding Forward 2021 um, webinar that we did during this coronavirus crazy time. We were able to hop on Zoom's benefits and we had a huge turnout of listeners come in and talk about setting goals and words for the year and it was super fun um we did record that zoom call if you want to send us a message we can personally send you the link um and if you are having any difficulty in like kind of setting a goal and an intention for this year in these strange times i would definitely recommend checking that out
0: yeah i really enjoyed that that was our first webinar and um you know i may be a little biased but i think it went very well Uh, I also want to give a huge shout out to one of our listeners, Ingen, who woke up in the middle of the night to do this because she is on a completely different time zone than we are. So hats off to her. That was commitment. And we really appreciate you joining us for that chat.
1: Yeah, that was so fun. So Emily, uh, we talked a little bit about this in that um, webinar, but... Do you want to tell everyone what the final word of the year selection is for you for 2021
0: yes my word of the year for 2021 is dynamic and um the definition of this word is positive and attitude and full of energy and new ideas and i just love that like that is that is what i want that's what i hope this year um brings about So I am stoked about my word and um, I've actually been finding some ways to like incorporate it more in my life. As you guys know, I'm into yoga. I have a morning practice every day and I've been adding more Kundalini yoga into it. And it's really about like dynamic breath and movement and like using the two together. But like the word dynamic comes up a lot, like in the class. So, um, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of funny how I've, like, tapped into that without realizing it and, like, how that word has come around in it. So I am enjoying that. Uh, And then as far as the two plus one goals, which, again, we talked about, I think, in our last episode and then also on our webinar, uh, my two goals are um, to complete a five star, which I'm doing what I can. I'm training for it. I'm, you know, preparing the best that I can. And so I guess we're just hoping that 2021 allows us to actually run a five star. So again, I am taking control of what I can, but then just got to see what, what happens. And also I am working on completing my 500 hour yoga teacher training and it got put on the back burner just a little bit with like the move south like it just is always a lot more than you think it's going to be and there's a pretty big period of time that it takes to settle in a whole barn um so i'm going to try to prioritize that again and that is definitely a doable goal but i just need to kind of bring it to the forefront a little bit more And then as far as my plus one goal, which we're kind of calling like our stretch goal, um, I talked about just having X amount in my savings um, just to be able to cover six months of living expenses, like heaven forbid something happens, So I am working towards that and just taking any kind of extra money, things that I wasn't planning on having and just funneling it right to the savings so I've already done that you know I house that for a friend and so like that money goes to that my stimulus check goes right to that so um I feel fortunate that I've been able to start kind of padding that account a little bit uh that's about it what about you Tyler
1: Well, Emily, I'd just like to say before I go on, on my word and goals that I love that you have actually made more progress towards your stretch goals than you have your, your other uh, two goals. So (laughs) it's uh, the the power of dreaming, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so my word of the year that I chose was thrive. And, you know, like I've talked about before, I'm a, pretty high energy person. And I like to put a lot of energy into a lot of things. And I think, you know, as I'm getting older, I kind of realized that, you know, you can't always do 100% if you're doing 120% of things of your capacity. So my idea for this year is to like really thrive in the things that I do and kind of like, do less and do it better. Um, and so there's just a couple of things that I'm doing to make that happen. You know, I'm usually an everyday at the gym kind of person and I'm cutting back a little bit on my, um, gym to focus more on recovery and, you know, work on my studies and put time into my friends and family and relationships in that regard. So that's, you know, one of the things that I'm working on for that, but I don't know if I feel like I'm thriving yet, just because moving down to Florida was kind of crazy and, you know, keeping up with schoolwork and managing everything, but it's definitely in the back of my mind and I'm getting there.
0: Well, good. You know, you got to think about it first, so
1: I'm sure you're going to be on the right track. Absolutely. And then the, my two plus one goals, which, you know, again, we talked about in our webinar, Um, my two kind of solid realistic goals for the year are to transition into a more permanent housing situation instead of like, you know, quote unquote, I'm not a working student, I'm a head groom, but quote unquote, working student housing. Um, so I have made some strides towards that. I'm kind of budgeting my money and putting money away and, uh, got a plot of land that I'm interested in Putting a cabin on, so I'm just trying to work out some things with that, and see if it can be realistic, which, you know, I'm hoping to make come true. And then, another one of my goals is to compete in a IBJJF Jiu Jitsu tournament. And that's kind of a little bit on the back burner right now with everything um, still being so serious with COVID, but I'm hoping that with the vaccines getting distributed, that that's going to become more realistic in the months to come. And then my stretch goal, uh, definitely haven't really made any strides towards it would be to take a week off to do an educational trip of sorts. I would love to do a meditation retreat, a yoga retreat, um, even a jitsu retreat, but again, time, money, COVID, all of these things are, factors but I think it's good to have that in the back of my mind as something that I want to do because I think a lot of the times like a year will pass you by and you'll have like this thing that you're like okay like I really wanted to do this thing but then the year just kind of passes and you never do it and just because I might not get to do it because of you know factors standing in my way at least I could be you know I could open a separate bank account to put money in to save up for this trip when like I can actually be able to travel and go
0: right well i just want to say that um it's not on my goal list but i would like to join you on this week-long vacation if it's yoga or meditation if it's jujitsu i might sit it out
1: okay all right i still think that every every horse person would uh would do good with some you know simulated murder in their lives
0: Good, good.
1: Let's promote, promote violence. Promote jujitsu.
0: No, I'm just kidding. Um. So, cool. What? I guess that covers our goals. So now it would be our favorite part of the show.
1: Books, books, books. Is,
0: yay! Books, books, books. Woo! Um. So this month I have been reading Mind Body Mastery by Dan Millman and it's actually your book Tyler. Yes, um, I loved that one. Yeah, you suggested it and I I do enjoy it, but I'm having a hard time getting through it. I think because I'm reading it at night and I think it just might be a better daytime read. I I've just been pretty tired every night, like Aiken's been busy and it just, I, I just can't get through it. And I don't think it's the book. I think it's just like the circumstance. Right. Um, but I have gotten some good things out of it. There's this one quote that kind of resonated with me and it says, tolerance for failure comes from an intuitive grasp of the natural process of learning. Realism breeds patience. By understanding natural laws, you develop a realistic, lighthearted approach to temporary failures and come to see them as stepping stones to your inevitable progress. And I think it was just like hit home for me because I don't really like to fail. I mean, I don't think anybody really does, but the more you can kind of shift your mindset to like, this is all part of it, it's stepping stones to your success, like it's just helpful to reframe that. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then, you know, he also talks about um, feedback aids to awareness. So ways that you can become more aware of, you know, a sport that you're playing or whatever. And I thought this was helpful because it can relate to, to riding. So, he says the feedback aids would be other students. So if you're in a lesson, you can watch other students and like learn from their mistakes and also what they do correctly. Um, visual feedback. So like taking a video of yourself, watching it back. Your coach is obviously a tool um, and their input. And then if you don't have one of these first three things, you can kind of learn some awareness by exaggerating Um things so you can learn to control your errors so like say in riding you have a tendency to lean too far ahead right so maybe exaggerated and lean too far back and then trying to find that happy medium um i just thought that was you know a good good point
1: I think that's like a really good point. I remember having riding lessons where like I would try to correct something like especially in body posture when you've been sitting a certain way for so long. Like it feels natural to you. So I'm like, you know, if if my trainer said, hey, you're sitting like super duper far forward. I'm like, I have no clue that I'm sitting far forward. To me, it feels like I'm right where I need to be. So then to Mm overcorrect that to like really get your feel back. I think that's a that's a really good point and trick and something that I wish I had known back when I was riding more consistently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I see it all the time when I'm teaching lessons and I'm like, okay, like bring your shoulders back or stretch tall. Right. And they think they're doing it, but they're not. So I always say like, do it more than you think. And I'll tell you when to stop, you right. know, like just keep going. Um, Cause sometimes again, like you're just, your body is used to a certain position, a certain way of moving that like, you just think that that's what it should be. And like, anyway, so yeah, that was very helpful. Um, The other book that I'm reading is the Sherlockian by Graham Moore. And I just needed some fiction and entertainment in my life. Like I've decided based on like how tired I am at the end of the day, I need something that's just going to like capture my attention a little bit more. And also, not so serious so this book is about dueling crime stories so um one is set in like 1890 to the early um 1900s and uh it basically follows like sir arthur conan doyle who is the author of sherlock holmes and um it just follows him on this I don't, it, it, it is like a mystery, but it's after he technically like killed Sherlock Holmes off. And so then there's some other mysteries that kind of unroll and it's pretty interesting. Um, and then the other part of the story is set more in like modern times at a Sherlockian convention which I guess this is a thing like people are so into Sherlock Holmes that there's like this convention of people that just get together and talk about him okay so there's like a murder at this convention and it's more of a modern day mystery but then like the story is kind of intertwined it's super interesting and just something much different than the non-fiction that I typically read so well
1: that sounds very fun
0: yeah. And I do like Sherlock Holmes. Like I'm into, you know, there's a Netflix series and I've, I've had a lot of Sherlock in my life. So it's entertaining to me. Um, and then I do have a few books on order from thrift books that I'm really excited to get and hopefully talk about in the next couple episodes. Um, so stay tuned
1: for that pretty much. All right. I'm excited. I'm also super glad that you brought a fiction book into this week before I did because I'm a little embarrassed by my books, books, books for this week (sighs) don't be okay so uh, I was at like a used bookstore just like happened upon it walk in And there's a Twilight book that I hadn't read. And if you're not familiar with the Twilight series, it's like Edward Cullen, the vampire, and um, Jacob Black, the werewolf. Um, And, you know, it's a love story, and it's all complicated and whatnot. But I was like, oh, I, like, loved the Twilight books back in the day. I'm pretty sure I went to a midnight release to get one of the books, like, not even for the movies. Like, I went to... A midnight <laughs> release for the book um, And I would read they're like, I mean why not They're like why 800 not? page books and I would like read them In less than a week um, Yeah. And so I stumbled upon this one in this like Used bookstore but it was actually pretty new And I like looked at it and I'm like this is so weird When did this come out? Well it turns out that the book Was released in 2020 So it's called oh. Midnight Sun And it is like mm-hmm. Literally twi- the first Book Twilight exactly same story just told by edward's perspective so the twilight series is um in a first person narrative through bella swan's eyes and so this was through edward Mm -hmm. cullen's eyes and i was i was like actually hooked it was it happened i happened to get it right in the two weeks that i didn't have school and i just read the whole Mm -hmm. thing in two weeks it was so good such a page turner. Even though awesome. I already knew what was going to yeah. happen, I I was I was very enveloped. So that was my book um, that I finished, and then I have started a new book which I could potentially talk about every episode this year because it is a nine hundred page book with very small font um, by okay. David Foster Wallace. It's called Infinite Jest and I've always kind of been interested in this book just because like it is like a massive book and it's pretty like I don't know like literary famous um and another Mm -hmm. thing is that David Foster Wallace um gave one of my favorite speeches that you can find on YouTube so there's a commencement speech by David Foster Wallace entitled This Is Water and it's like 30 minutes on YouTube, but I listen to it once every six months as like kind of a reality check. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, I would definitely recommend going to check it out, but that was kind of what drew me to, um, Infinite Jest and I'm back in my schoolwork, so I don't have a ton of time to put to the book, but I was like, well, if I want to finish this giant book in a year, I actually only have to read three pages a day. Usually I read like 10 or so, but, um, I'm trying yeah. to keep up with it that way, just with all my textbooks, um, for this semester, but it actually kind of worked out, um, like four or five of my textbook for the semester were actually books that I read in 2019 when I was on my crazy book a week pace. Oh, right. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling good about this semester.
0: Cool. That's exciting. Awesome. Fun, fun all right well i think that takes us into our main topic which is creating a morning routine and i know i'm pretty excited about this episode because morning routines have become like my thing i love it like i thrive on having a consistent morning routine but I used to not be a morning person at all. Like I would wake up with just enough time to do the absolute bare minimum before I had to start my first official task of the day. So like if it was going to school, going to the barn, whatever it was like, can I get up and brush my teeth, change my clothes, maybe grab a little something to eat and get out the door in 10 minutes? Awesome, that's what I'm doing. Like I just struggled in the morning um so yeah but now i have come to realize that mornings are magical and you know it's just like i'm i embrace the morning now even though it can be hard sometimes like i know that when i'm finally out of my comfy bed like i'm happy that i'm up so um and in doing a little research for this episode there was an interesting Fact, which is we only have 25,000 mornings in our adult life, which sounds like a lot, but also not a lot, you know? Like, it is a lot and it isn't. Basically, there's a number behind it. So, you know, it's not an infinite amount of mornings. So let's try not to waste it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think about that in terms of, you know, Buying an event horse like twenty five thousand dollars is a lot of money, but it's probably not gonna buy you a winning prelim packer.
0: hmm
1: hmm Sorry uh, that was a hard time a, making the connection.
0: That was a so silly introduction. <laughs> uh. But anyway. I I kind of understand where you're going on that.
1: Like, it's, like, it's a lot of money, but then, like, it's also, like, not enough, and so it's a lot of time, but you also just don't want to waste, like, any of that time, because it's precious. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. I feel you on that one. So, but now I can't imagine not having a morning routine, and I feel really off when I have to miss it or shorten it for some reason, so what about you? Why, why do you bother having a morning routine, Tyler?
1: Well, I, I think like the most important thing for me and for like a lot of our listeners is like, that's like the time in your day that you can set aside and be predictable. Like if you wake up a little bit early so that you can set aside time to do like, you know, even just five things that you want to do very intentionally, then kind of the rest of the day goes with ease. Like I know I kind of my morning routine kind of gets messed up when I go to Florida just because all of the barns are so far away from society that I don't get to go to the gym in the morning. But I am like mm-hmm. a, I am a hundred percent a gym in the morning person. If I can like go to the gym before I go to work, then I'm not stressed about the day going long. I'm not stressed about you know like really anything. I'm like I got like the one thing that I really wanted to prioritize time for today done. So I feel like better and refreshed throughout the day uh, but you know here mm-hmm. I, I try to do different things so like I'll wake up and do schoolwork before um, before I go to work but I just have this like set checklist of like these are the things that I want to do and, and that's my time that nobody gets to disrupt because I'm waking up for me
0: yeah yeah agreed and it's interesting you know you're talking about how like your routine kind of changes in Florida. I find when I go on vacation, I'm like, you know, there's no schedule. I can do whatever I want. But like, then I don't end up doing my morning routine. And I just feel so off throughout the day. Like you think it's like, oh, this is nice. I'm not going to have to get up early and do this and that. And then it just like catches up with you because you haven't given yourself that time to like prioritize yourself and get into the mindset that you want for the day or like have an intention, even if you are on vacation, like I still feel like having some sort of intention, some guidance or whatever, even if it's just to relax, like to have that, so.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that too, like, you know, having a routine that you do, it can be modified. So I, it's actually awesome that we're doing this episode right now because I was just working in a class of mine about performance routines. So when we talk about performance routines, you should have A, B, and C routines. So A routines would be routines when you're home, relaxed, comfortable, whatever. So that's like your everyday morning routine. And then Mm -hmm. there's B routines for away shows, competitions. Like if you're not going to be in your normal habitat, that's your B routine. So you're going to have to adjust your morning routine a little bit. When you're at an away show, if you're traveling on vacation, like, you know, maybe part of your morning routine is cooking a healthy breakfast for yourself every day. Well, what if you don't have access to a kitchen? That's where your B routines come in. And then you've got your C routines where, pardon my French, it's kind of where shit is hitting the fan. It's like in sports, Mm -hmm. it could be a rain delay. It could be, you know, you got held on a cross country course. But if you don't have something lined up to say like, this is what I'm going to do in each of these situations then the intentionality gets completely stripped from it and all of a sudden you can like lose an hour and not even get anything done whereas if you have like this idea in your head of like these are what I need to do to start my day off properly then you'll always have direction no matter what kind of circumstances you're in or no matter what environmental factors are affecting you.
0: Yeah. I love that idea. Having an A, B, and C routine. Huh. I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, I like definitely know what my A routine is. I think I have a bit of a B routine when I'm like short on time or in a different spot, but adding in a C routine, that's a good idea.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So in order to make a morning routine, you have to decide what's important to you. So some things common, like morning routine things. um, Well, let me just kind of run you through my morning routine, and then we can talk about some other options. But the first thing I do when I get up is I hydrate. So I drink at least eight ounces of water, and I have like some vitamins that I take in the morning. And then I start with some sort of stretching or physical movement. So... Typically I'm doing some form of yoga or Pilates, so I get myself moving and then I feel like I can sit quietly and spend some time meditating. I follow that with a healthy breakfast and if I'm doing really well on time, I will try to journal. So that is something that I'm trying to add more of into my routine. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty much how my morning routine goes. What about you, Tyler?
1: Um, I definitely incorporate some sort of reading into my morning. I, I like you um, hydrate first thing when I wake up. So, hydration again, very important. You've been sleeping for so long that you basically wake up dehydrated. So, that's my number one thing is like wake up and drink. Um, whereas, you do yoga, I might try to move. These days, when I'm starting work at seven, And I've got some schoolwork to do in the morning. I kind of wait and, like, use the morning barn routine as my morning movement because we, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got a bunch of stalls to muck. So I'll bring in horses, like, walk around that way and muck stalls. And I like to do, like, a little bit of mindfulness meditation while I'm mucking stalls. Um, And and that's kind of how I've been able to fit some of my normal morning routine stuff into my new schedule that's down here, um, just as far as balancing schoolwork and everything like that um one other thing that I've been doing is I I've been really into drinking tea in the morning recently and so when I boil water for tea like I use the time of like waiting for boiling water for tea as like my meditation moment and that's a really common like suggestion that you hear a bunch of Um, like around meditation instructors that say like look if you don't have time to like sit down and formally practice like make yourself a cup of tea and like use the time while you're waiting for the water to boil to Mm -hmm. you know to do this because if you think that you don't have time I mean anyone can find time in their day like if you really look at what's important to you and what's not important to you but incorporating it into things that you're already doing is a really easy way to make everything happen in the morning. Um, and another yeah. another thing that I, I do that you didn't mention in your habits is gratitude, which maybe you do in your journaling, but I try to say three things that I'm grateful for, or write down three things that I'm grateful for, um, or three things that I'm excited about for the day, just to like have some gratitude for the day and wake up in like a really positive mind space.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think the most important thing is that it's like, this is going to be different for everyone. Everybody's going to value something a little bit more. And you just need to figure out what you want more of in your life, right? And then try to use the time in the morning to add that in. So maybe you enjoy a nice cup of coffee and chatting with your significant other or children, or maybe you want to go for a run. I don't know. The options are like, endless can you throw some other ones out there
1: yeah I mean Um, I think anything like I'm you can wake up and read a book like you know wake up slowly movement is important if you sit at a desk all day waking up and like taking time to go outside and just like watch the sunrise or like get that sunlight on you does really great things for your body um You know, some some of our listeners are adult amateurs and they're riding their horses before work. Um, So Mm -hmm. being able to kind of set up things so that they can make that happen in the time that they have before they have to go to work.
0: Yeah. So there's lots of things that you can do, right? But there's also some things that you should try to avoid in the morning. Um, I like to think... But anything that puts you in a reactive state, so um, scrolling through social media, email, news, anything like that, you're basically just like reacting to what you see. And um, you wanna create more of a responsive state where you can like pause and respond in a way that you, you choose. I'm sure you've probably done some reading about this. Tyler
1: yeah and um I've actually been putting my phone in do not disturb mode like from the hours of 8 30 at night to 6 30 in the morning mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a lot to be said about putting email and social media aside until you've started your day because sometimes like even there's some re- some people suggest not even checking your email until, like, mid-morning because if you go into work or you wake up first thing and you check your email, you're like, oh, my God, like, this. these are all the things, again, like you said, I'm reacting to instead of intentionally going after the things that, like, you know you need to do. Right. Exactly. And I so, think that, like, um... social media, too, can, like, just put you, like, sometimes people see something on social media that upsets them or distract like it's just not a controllable way to start your day either
0: right exactly
1: um so you talked
0: about uh putting your do not disturb on your phone so just setting any kind of barriers to keep from like doing things that you don't want to do um sorry my dog is being really barky today. Um, and then, you know, also maybe putting your phone somewhere where you won't be tempted to look at it. Like I try to not even touch my phone until after I have at least done my yoga. Sometimes I, I actually use my phone to meditate. So like, I kind of have to touch it at that point. Um, but again, just trying to like give yourself some boundaries with that.
1: Well, and I think that's a good point, Emily, because a lot of people, I think, will even sleep with their cell phone underneath their pillow. And I know that most of our listeners, you know, like, I I use my phone as an alarm, sure. But I try to make sure I put my phone, like, on the other side of the room because, like, it gets me out of bed and it's not near me when I sleep. And I think one thing to, you know, be mindful of when creating morning routine is you're not going to have the energy to put into a morning routine if you don't get good quality sleep. And one of the biggest Mm -hmm. factors that influences our quality of sleep is screen time, especially at night.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, I've taken to putting my phone in the bathroom for multiple reasons. Like, so it's not by my bed. And also, so I have to get out of bed in the morning to turn off my alarm, because I do use it as an alarm. Um, And like I've talked about before, like once I'm up, I'm fine, but it's just like getting out of bed. So it forces me to get up. And um, I actually came across an interesting little piece of information about the snooze button, because as you know, I am, well, I was a snooze button addict. So... This board-certified sleep medicine physician, W. Christopher Winter, says that every time you wake up, hit the snooze, and then roll back over, you enter a brand-new sleep cycle. And the extra sleep you do get from snoozing is light and fragmented, which could actually leave you feeling more tired. And like I know I have personally experienced this, but I kept doing it anyways. But now that I've actually like read this, I'm like, okay, no more snooze. You know? Ignorance was bliss before, but now I know I am not doing myself any favors by hitting the snooze.
1: It's the same thing as like if you sit down for an afternoon nap and like just don't hit, quite hit the timing right. Like I think that's kind of Mm -hmm. the same effect as, as snoozing.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, once you have some boundaries set, then it's all about creating consistency in your practice, um, just to make it a habit. So, uh, Tyler, I know you've done lots of reading about like habit formation and stuff. Is there any light you can shed on this piece?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, for, for every piece of research that you read, you can always hear something that contradicts it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, Studies that say it takes X number of days to form a habit or, you know, stringing things together is the only, I I don't want to give any like concrete numbers of like, this is the amount of numbers because basically my conclusion through reading through these articles is like, it's not really clear of how many days you need, but it just like making something a habit makes it easier. It makes it automatic processing instead of like, oh, I intentionally have to drag myself to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, think about it in terms of eating healthy, right? So the first time that you start like transitioning over from eating junk food to eating healthy, it's like hard because you're so used to the habit of just reaching for the potato chips or, you know, getting the extra large French fries and stuff. So at the beginning, whenever you're trying to change a habit, it's really difficult because you're so stuck in that way. But as you make progress towards, you know, the habit that you want, it becomes easier and easier and you don't even have to think about it.
0: Well, it kind of gets tied up in your identity a little bit then, right? Like,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, like, for me, now I am a morning person. Like, I embrace that. That's part of my identity. But, like, not that long ago, I definitely wouldn't have considered myself that, right? So, but by making it a habit to get up and spend some time doing what I want um, at the beginning of the day, like, I have totally taken on that. Title, basically morning well, person and I am I, a morning person
1: I use like the analogy too of um you know training for a half marathon when I was training for a half marathon and I had never run before in my life the first two miles felt so insanely difficult it wasn't even funny and not that the half marathon wasn't also insanely difficult but by the mm-hmm. time I had become fit enough to run a half marathon two miles was easy it's all about like progress towards your goals and like you know once you do something consistently it makes it easier
0: for sure yes good point so uh we touched on this a little bit before but let's get into it more To set yourself up for success in the morning it really starts the night before so what you do before you go to sleep um how much sleep you get uh this actually could be a whole episode in itself maybe in the future Tyler we could talk about sleep yeah I think absolutely yeah so for me I like to think about setting like the night before I'm going to set a realistic alarm time And say you haven't established a morning routine yet, don't go from like waking up at seven to be like, I'm going to wake up at five, like ease into it. Maybe get up 15 minutes earlier or half an hour earlier or something. And like just gradually build on that until you get to, you know, your goal time of when you want to be up, but be realistic because otherwise, at least for me, if I went from, like my used-to-be wake-up time, like 6.45, and my now wake-up time, which is 5 a.m., like if I just jumped straight to that, like that, I it wouldn't work for me. So again, just kind of being realistic, but then having that time be something that you can commit to. So even if it's earlier, you're like, all right, but it's still realistic, I'm going to do it. And then also um, the night before, I like to prepare for the day ahead. So kind of have an idea of what I'm going to wear in the morning, make sure like I have just things ready to go. And this can help minimize decision fatigue the, the next day if you make more of your decisions the night before. And again, I think we have talked about this more, um, but I find that helpful so that I can like go to sleep feeling like I'm ready for the next day.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, yeah. something something important that came to my mind when you were talking about, you know, making an earlier wake-up time is mm-hmm. this morning routine, it doesn't have to happen in fi- at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, maybe your schedule allows you to wake up at 7 and still have a morning routine. Maybe you're a nurse working shift work and, you know, you're going to be literally waking up at 6 o'clock at night. The point is, like, setting aside time for yourself that you can intentionally manipulate and do consistently so that, you know, you know, these are the things that I need to do to put me in the zone for my day. And I really like what you're saying about, you know, getting yourself together. Sometimes if you wake up and you're searching through your closet for what to wear, or you're, you know, going through the fridge, looking to see what am I going to eat for lunch today? Like those are things that are just going to take away from the time that gives you, a morning routine that's all yours so if you have a couple extra minutes at night be like okay this is the outfit that I'm wearing I've already packed my lunch so you wake up and you get to do what you want to do definitely anything else you have to that or does that wrap it up I think that pretty much wraps it up I mean like I, again like I said um, it doesn't have to be at 5 a.m. You don't have to do yoga. You don't have to read. You don't have to be grateful if you don't want to. Like, these are just all things <laughs> that we think are helpful and that things that Emily and I do. But, you know, if your idea of a morning routine is waking up and listening to music really loud for five minutes and dancing around your room and that's going to set you up to have the best day, like, do that. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I might start a dance party in the morning. So,
1: Got to try it.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, our next section is listener questions. And we asked our Facebook community if they have a morning routine. If so, what does it consist of? If not, what keeps you from establishing one? and or what challenges do you face in establishing a consistent practice? So we got some good responses. Um, One of them that I think is useful for you guys to hear is uh, this listener says she definitely has a morning routine. Weekdays are a little more regimented than weekends. She gets up around 5 a.m., shower, make coffee, get ready for the day. Uh, She can usually sneak in a little workout before her kids get up. She drinks a glass of water before she starts um, on the cup of coffee and always has breakfast, which during the week is usually multigrain Cheerios. Uh, Used to work out in the mornings, but have recently moved that to the evenings after the kids are in bed by 7.30, heading out to take the kids to school and daycare, then back home after that to continue my work day. And I think she also makes a good point that you know that's her life during the week but then the weekends are much less scheduled which I tend to do a little bit as well like Sundays typically my day off if we have a horse show or don't have a horse show and so I'm a little less scheduled like I still have a bit of a routine I guess maybe Tyler that would be like the B routine or C routine I don't know it's not yeah. my A routine but
1: it's just yeah. it's just a little different and um I actually, I'm cracking up because something that this listener put in their morning routine, which we did not even give as a suggestion to people, was shower. And some people swear by showering in the morning, but I just like... Working with horses, I just think it's, like, I shower at night so that when I get into my bed, I'm clean. And, I, you know, I'm not going to wake up in the morning and take a shower before I'm just going to go get covered in horse poop. But for, for, you know, the rest of the world, a shower (laughs) is a great thing to incorporate into your morning routine.
0: Definitely. Um, Some other people, you know, said that they do yoga, yoga. we had a lot of people say coffee, which if you're a coffee person, more power to you. Um, Emily but and I are just not, the, we're
1: not coffee people.
0: We're tea people. Damn. So I will occasionally do do coffee, um, but tea is my jam on a regular basis. Um, and most of the people that said they did some sort of movement in the morning just said that it helps them feel better about sitting all day, like if they have an office job. And then somebody else mentioned that one of the challenges that they face is the snooze button. And again, we talked about this before. I feel ya. I used to have that same problem. But uh, go back to the research that I stated earlier in this episode, and it might make you rethink hitting that snooze button. So,
1: Um, In a completely unrelated note, my cat is like... 50 feet away from me climbing a tree and it's been really entertaining for this entire segment.
0: Wow. Which kitty?
1: Uh, it's Tiesto and it looks like, you know, there's like the Spanish moss that hangs from the trees down here. Yeah. Like it looks like he's climbed the tree but he's like batting at the Spanish moss and he just looks like he's <sighs> having a great time and I'm living in a little camper down here um with Alec and the, the window is like right next to a horse paddock so i see little twilight's last gleam and alexa's horse pasco and the kitty so i've had a beautiful view while recording this podcast
0: oh how nice
1: good life absolutely
0: all right so the actionable advice for this episode is to add 10 minutes of something anything into your morning routine so whatever is going to help you set the tone for the rest of your day in a way that you want it to. Um, or if you already have an established routine, take inventory of like what you're doing and maybe swap it out for something that doesn't serve you. Cause it could be that you've had this routine and it's kind of just like groundhog day do the same thing every day like maybe you want to change something out you want to do something a little bit differently I talked earlier in this episode about adding more kundalini yoga into my practice so that's been different like it's still doing yoga but it's like changing up a little bit so just taking inventory just finding what's going to really set you up for success for the rest of your day
1: absolutely that makes sense I love it so give it a go. Reach cool. out to us. Let us know how it goes. And uh, I guess that's that's it. What's what's next for the whole equestrian? Well, if you guys didn't see, we got a new logo that we're pretty excited about. Um, I think it really embellishes like everything that the whole equestrian stands for, and just kind of really eye-catching and beautiful and I actually have an order in for whole equestrian t-shirts so those are on their way to me in about two weeks now I think um and so if you guys want them we will ship them um I can send up sizes if you're in Aiken um I can send a big box to Emily and you can just pick them up from Emily and Aiken or if you're in Ocala you can connect with me down here um otherwise we can ship them anywhere and we've got Uh, two different colors and a bunch of different sizes coming. So we'll let you know more about that.
0: Well, I'm excited to sport some TWE merch. So, yeah.
1: Um, Something else that we're looking to do is a live coaching episode. So we want to do a um, kind of an episode that shows – what a mental toughness coaching session is like, and maybe do it with Emily on air so she can work through some of the riding performance issues. Cause when I work with someone, I always ask, okay, is this a skill that you feel confident in regardless? Like do you need training or do you need mental training? Um, so we're going to kind of search the pool of willing participants to be on the air to air out their, uh, concerns with riding and, and kind of give that to you guys is I just think it will be really relatable um, for people to hear other people's problems and struggles.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm excited about that. So hopefully we will get one of those out in the next month or so. Uh, We also need to come up with dates we're available for a clinic. Um, Probably just based on like the current COVID situation Uh, that's more of a like summer fall sort of thing, but Tyler and I will work on finding available dates and getting those out to you guys as soon as possible.
1: And if there's interest, we have talked about doing a whole equestrian clinic, um, just the unmounted series part as a webinar. Um, so please, if you're, if that's something that you're interested in, reach out to us because we would, you know, we did our Um, Striding Forward webinar for free, but we would do a little bit of a cost for this one. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, it would be affordable, it would be easy, and we could all get together on Zoom and do do it that way.
0: Yeah, that would be a great way to connect um, and get more people involved. So, all right. Uh, We also are always looking for more experts to have on our show that tie into our pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. If you have someone that you would like us to interview that ties into what we're doing, please let us know. Uh, also, if you like our show and want to sponsor an episode, just email us at equestrian at gmail.com. We hope this gives you um, some insight on how to create a morning routine that will set you up for success throughout your day.
1: We love to hear you guys' feedback, so please check us out. Send us a message, subscribe, and we're actually going to be giving a $5 discount on our t-shirts to anyone who sends us a screenshot of a review that they leave anywhere, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, so be sure to get those reviews out because that will get you a t-shirt discount.
0: Yeah, and who doesn't want that? I mean, you're like killing two birds with one stone, right? You're getting some cool, whole equestrian gear and saving money and helping us out, helping to promote the show. So,
1: yeah, and and yeah. again, like we love our logo. The t-shirts are fun, but uh, it's something that's going to help keep our show alive. So, if you're a fan of the show, please, uh, please connect with us about those t-shirts.
0: All right, guys, thanks for listening.
1: We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness.
0: And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.